<laughs> um, so your name is Dr. Sarah Jane Perry? Yes. Is that correct? It is. Cool. And you are a doctor, obviously. <laughs> you're, you're a psychologist? So I'm not a psychologist. Okay. Um, when I first started this journey, um, psychology was my first, I suppose... I was always fascinated about the human condition, so I really wanted to go into the psychology route. Mm-hmm. Uh, but So I did my undergraduate, which is four years, and when I started doing a little bit more of the placement side of things, I realised that the way that that worked wasn't necessarily the way that I wanted to work. Uh, so after that, I ended up delving into more holistic counselling, and that's what I was primarily going to do. Um, but then I stumbled across a network chiropractor, Mm-hmm. and decided that that was actually what I was placed upon here to do. So yes. I went back and studied for another five years. Uh, so I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Right. So that's where the doctor title comes from. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we but you did four years of psychology and you're, and you're not a doctor in that? That's no. A bit ru- that's rude, people. <laughs> <laughs> if I did four years in something, I want to be, yeah, that's finished. All yeah, right? no, you have yeah. to keep going. Right. So um, <laughs> I, that was another reason why I decided to change into what I actually wanted to do because by the time you you have to do your masters or honors and it's quite a hard to get into it's it's um very competitive yeah uh, so you have to get top of the top to get even selected to that yep. and then you know there's a couple of years where you're you know you're kind of mentored so I think all up it takes around seven years to be a psychologist right uh, so for me I was like uh, another three anyway might as well start doing the Cairo which is kind of what I was looking for. It took me a long time to find it because I was trying to find it. Yeah. I was like, I know I'm meant to be here for something bigger than what I'm doing. Right. Um, and the way that I found the chiropractor was I was a fashion buyer at the time for a surfwear company and I was just like, this just doesn't mean anything to me. So I was on my lunch break. Not that that's great for them, but I was on my lunch <laughs> break and I just typed in meaningful into seek. Mm-hmm which is not a spiritual awakening of any sorts, but that's literally what I did. And the only job that came up was to be an assistant for a chiropractor. And I didn't really even know what that was. So I applied anyway. And she rang me that night and said, we're doing interviews. Do you want to come in? And I'm like, okay. I had no experience as a receptionist, no experience in chiropractic health, nothing. Mm -hmm. And somehow she gave me the job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But when I walked in, it was... I don't know. I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but I walked in and it was like the first time I ever felt like home somewhere besides home. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt the same way when I went to India. Um, yeah. A lot of people talk about India going, oh, it's so overwhelming. It's going to be, you. I didn't feel that way when I walked there. I was like, oh, this felt more normal to me than here. Yes, yes. Um, so that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And just from a random Google search, just from a random Google search, you know, I didn't go (laughs) climb the Himalayas or anything like that, or go on a, you know, a retreat, a silent retreat for 10 days and come up with the idea. That's just as valid though. You know, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people would go and follow that to the next step to apply, then the next step to turn up and then. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I definitely did. um, Because I think I was really searching for it because I knew that you just have this feeling, I think a lot of us do um, in this industry, you just have Mm -hmm. a feeling that you're meant to serve others in some way. Mm -hmm. And I always knew I'd do that. I just didn't know the route that it was going to be. So you were studying psychology at the time when that happened and you were working as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I did the first three years on campus and then I decided to do online study so I could still 
work. Yeah. Um, Deacon allow you to do that, which was really it was flexible. I, I wouldn't advise it in terms of if you're not a self motivator. You yeah. know, you you have to really do that. But yeah. um yeah, it it all worked out in the end. I think I was searching probably for you know, six, seven years, right. a long time. And I was mm. starting to get frustrated. Like, what am I meant to do? Yeah. Well, just tell me what it is, you know. Um, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, I started very young looking into more the spiritual side of things. Mm. Um, you know, I think at, I think I was 15 when my mum bought me Eckhart Tolle, you know. So yeah. philosophy was always a big thing for me as well. Loved world religions, studying Hinduism, Buddhism, because mm-hmm. uh, I suppose the general religious aspect didn't really feel, I suppose, right for me. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that, but for me it wasn't, uh, it didn't talk to me like um, something like Buddhism and that did in terms of uh, the values of life and and all that. Mm -hmm. So that interested me as well. And I suppose with Cairo, the Cairo that I do is very different to normal chiropractic as well. It's very different. It's no, no cracky? No cracking at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so how how does that work? Uh, so I utilize a few different techniques. Um, I'm kind of a crossbreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Hybrid, I've, we'll call yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've in, I guess you could say I've got a really big toolkit so that no matter who comes in, I, I feel that I can help them either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't do the cracking because I get just as good results without having to do it. Right. it. It doesn't mean that cracking's necessarily bad. It's just not what I was put here to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, in terms of my body, I'm quite sensitive to energy. I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm empathic. Um, so putting a force into the body that a normal chiropractor would do um, sometimes would be a little overwhelming for my nervous system. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, oh, what else is out there? So you can, you know how to crack those? Yes. Yeah, right. So in um, when you're university trained as a chiropractor, that's the main technique that you do learn. Yeah. Uh, so I had to do extra training and extra study to do what I do now. Yes. Um, but in saying that, it does still come from an intuitive place too. Yes. Um, so I... Yeah, but it's kind of an energy technique, I suppose. The best way to describe it is kind of Reiki cross, uh, kinesiology cross. Um, I even do cranials like an osteopath will. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll even do massage if I feel you need it. But I, I I work with the structure side of things with a what we call an activator, which which is like a little gun. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, if you've ever gone to a chiropractor. They usually utilise it on children and elderly um, when cracking's contraindicated. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, I get just as good results from using it on anyone and everyone in combination with the energy technique. Yeah. So that's why I think I get good results um, because I suppose we change the structure of the body. So we change, you know, the vertebra, the nervous system, the brain, the spinal cord, all that communication. We want that to be clear. Um, Mm. So I do that from a structural point of view so that, I guess is baking the cake. Yep. Uh, but then I always do energy work after, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the icing on the cake. Uh, but also the energy work I believe in the way that I practice is what assists with our emotional health, mm-hmm. whereas the structure is more our physical body. Yeah. Um, but I look at it as a holistic approach. So whatever affects your mind will affect your physical and whatever affects your physical will affect your mind. Yep. So I combined it originally to get both aspects working the best that they could and optimally mm-hmm. rather than looking at it as a separate. Fixing one and having the other one cause the physical yeah. again, over and over again. It just sounded counterintuitive to me yeah. um, and I suppose that's 
where the psychology made sense for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't look back on that and go, oh, that was a waste of my time because it really wasn't because mm-hmm. uh, I incorporate spiritual counselling too. So the first half of the session is usually, um, I guess you could say, spiritual counselling or holistic counselling because yep. um, I find that you need to talk about these things as well. Um, mm-hmm. Even I see my clients heal just based off the talking yep. <laughs> before I've even got them on the table mm-hmm. in a non-judgmental, safe environment um where there's no ego there's no you know i I don't know if you've experienced that with some health practitioners but it's kind of you know i'm fixing you i'm you know i I don't claim any of that i'm literally just a facilitator for your experience and i I suppose if anything we're doing it together yeah um but you won't get results that you need if you're relying on me to do it all for you it's Mm -hmm. just it's not going to happen so it's more of an empowering experience um yeah. For you know, it's important for me. It's not a passive healing. You know, you don't come to me. I don't fix you, and then you go. Yes. Um, it needs to be active from both you and and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think the results are are really good. You're also a yoga and meditation teacher. Yes. Yes. How did that happen? <laughs> where I had did to you, laugh because <laughs> it's you, just the, all the path that I've taken, I suppose. Yeah. Where did you have time to do that? <laughs> so I did. I did my meditation uh, teacher training and chair yoga teacher training when I did the holistic counselling. Mm-hmm. So that's what first started me with that. But then in my final year of chiropractic, I decided to study yoga as well, and I really loved the niyamas and yamas and mm-hmm. the philosophy behind what yoga brought. Um, so I decided I wanted to learn that as well to incorporate that into my Cairo work. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily to be a yoga teacher, uh, but I use it every day in my practice, whether it would be using yoga as your home work, you know, um, anxiety relieving poses for yoga or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it or um taking the nervous system from a parasympathetic state, uh, sorry, a sympathetic state to a parasympathetic state. So mm-hmm. out of that fight or flight stress mode that we're always in, um, yoga is really beautiful for doing that. And it gives people something tangible to do at home mm-hmm. um, outside of our sessions. So I incorporate it that way, yeah. um, which was always the plan. Um, and meditation and breath work, in my experience, if we change the way we breathe, we change our whole life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I utilize breath work while I'm doing the certain touches yeah. within the the energy work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll I'll usually say, "Can you breathe in your nose and out your mouth?" And some of the exercises would be like pranayama and things like that too. So mm-hmm. it's just a big schmush of stuff. Yeah, that <laughs> holistic, right? Yeah, yeah. really holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's something that I struggled with. Like I'd go see my kinesiologist or my healer or whatever you know the label is and I'd go home and you know for the next three four days I'd feel great but then I still needed something tangible to go home with to carry that through so that's Mm -hmm. why I I tend to give that as my rehab or my exercise work it's yoga and meditation yeah um so you know even if it's just cat cow yeah (laughs) you know it's 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 not you know, I don't necessarily give the fancy poses, um, mm-hmm. but it's more about what's optimal for the body as a result of doing the pose. Yeah, and it's almost just taking the time out of your day to do the thing as well as you're purposely putting that pause or that break in there Yeah, to get on the mat. Um, and to make yourself a priority and that mm. connection, um, to you know, for me, yoga is a connection to something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I love yoga mm. and not because I could you know, put my body necessarily in certain ways. That was enjoyable too, but more so for me it was something that I first experienced that really quietened 
my mind. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, I'm quite, oh, you know, so, you know, that was something that was really important for me. That's what yoga was, is the calming of the mind um, and to connect with myself, hear myself clearly. Um, and that's the most important relationship you're ever going to have in your life is, you know, with spirit or universe, whatever you want to call it, the greater whatever it is for you um, yeah. and yourself, they're the two most important relationships. And if you don't tap into that connection, you're not going to necessarily heal in the way that you're wanting to heal. Mm-hmm. So how, where, did you do the training in Melbourne or? Was it, yeah, I did yeah. in Melbourne. So for me, because Cairo was such a full-on course, yeah. um, I couldn't even take, you know, six weeks off to jump up to Byron and do it. It just wasn't mm-hmm. ever going to happen. So I did it for a year. Yeah. Um, so it was one weekend a month, a year. And I chose this specific yoga training, which they actually don't do it anymore, but I chose it because it was more um, anatomy-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt comfortable with that after doing the Cairo. And and uh, I liked the fact that they incorporated that into it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm the only one in my group who didn't come out as a, you know, start teaching yoga. Yeah, so right. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for a bit, but it just, yeah, for me it was always the idea was to incorporate it into the session more. Mm-hmm. Um, I love going to yoga, yes. um, but teaching it, I found, you know, you can't be in that meditative state if you're the ones guiding people to be in the meditative <laughs> state. So I was always like kind of jealous. I was like, oh, no, I want to be there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's very rewarding in other ways. But for me, I suppose my ego get in the way. And I was like, no, I just want to join the class. So, you know, it, it's, I suppose I'm just a learner. I love to learn as much as I can and incorporate mm-hmm. it as much as I can. I still study lots now, not necessarily to get a certificate or, you know, but it's yeah. a constant study to better myself and better my techniques and better my experience for my clients. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm very lucky. Um, I get beautiful people coming to me. What what was the chair thing you were talking about? Chair, oh, chair yoga. yoga. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you've heard of that. Chair yoga is uh, basically... You get the benefit of yoga, but it's all done on chair. So, you know, um, the elderly can do it or mm-hmm. children can do it and all that kind of thing. Or if you're injured, you can do it. So for me, I was interested in that um, because it was something different. Not mm. everyone's a chair yoga instructor. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought that that was interesting. I haven't incorporated that as much, um, but I'm definitely glad I did the training because, yeah, everything's led me to where I'm at now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, it's always something to think about. But it's usually for people who aren't able to do general yoga for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so they still get the benefits of it without missing out. Hmm, so cool. I think that's always nice. Too. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, old India? So when, did yeah. you go, when did you go there? So I went to India last year yeah. um, through a chiropractic group. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to go to India my husband's not interested, so he's like, nah, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> he's more like five-star Europe. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> But I always knew I had to go to India. So I said to him, no, I'm going. And he's like, yeah, good, you know, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be here. And, yeah, we went there for almost, I think, three and a half weeks, almost four weeks, um, and we delivered chiropractic to over, I think, almost 400 people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty spectacular. Um also, you know, overwhelming at times, um, seeing things that there's no way you would see here in Australia, yeah. you know, because we went to rural villages and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, had a lady come in with a completely dislocated arm wrapped in leaves at one point. She's like, oh, can you fix this? And I'm like, Whoa. 
you know, um, and just certain things that you won't see here. A lot of them didn't know their age Mm -hmm. when they were born, you know, someone who clearly wasn't 50, you know, telling me that they're 50, um, (laughs) you're about 90. Um, so that was interesting Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just little things that we take for granted here in healthcare compared to over there. We had lines up, you know, hours, people lining up just to experience what we, yeah, you know, what we take for granted here. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it was kind of nice, I suppose, to not have that attachment to the chiropractic title over there. You know, here, you know, I almost don't use it a lot of the time. I say more I'm a, you know, intuitive healer or whatever. I still use it a little bit, but people are like, oh, you're not a real chiropractor. You don't do that or you're not a normal chiropractor. So that's okay. Like there's a lot of negative association with the chiropractic mm-hmm. um title i guess you could say and over in india they didn't care what you were you know if you were helping them that was amazing so yeah i guess more open and i think with the way that well in my experience chiropractors approach health as a holistic thing that seemed more natural to Mm -hmm. the indian population that made sense to them you know incorporating mind and body and yeah that was normal Mm -hmm. um whereas here i suppose i'm i'm kind of in a little niche you know um yeah even within the chiropractic community, I'm in a little niche. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't necessarily do what they all do. So, sometimes even they find it hard to understand. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but they come to see me for treatment. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, but I had to stay true for me, you mm-hmm. know, what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. And if I didn't, what was the point of it all? Mm-hmm. There wasn't have you, one. Have you considered... Um, like creating your own teacher training or your own Cairo training? And yeah. Sort of- um, I, would, I wouldn't I would um, necessarily just put it just for Cairos though. So I'd do it for any mm. – I, I want it – with the energy work, I don't believe you need to be the chiropractor to do it, if that makes sense. Um, I still yeah. use chiropractic every day. So, you know, with the activator, which is the clicker I talked about, I also utilize these things called blocks, which is, a, I suppose, a, what we call a tonal technique in chiropractic, which works with the – the CSF fluid and and the tone of your spine instead of the actual structure. And so I still utilize that from a chiropractic point of view, but it'd be more the energetic work that I would want to train others in. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyone and everyone, or at least someone who has an interest in this kind of field, I think that would, that would be pretty amazing for for anyone and everyone. Um, Because you have to think about the impact you're wanting. You know, I only work two days a week. Um, which is the way I like it. <laughs> yep. You know, in this life, I think we give people medals for working really hard, you know. Yeah. Oh, do you only do two days? Yeah. <laughs> I can have time to do all the other stuff that I love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my job, but I also love, you know, being able to go to a yoga class or, you know, the other day I stayed home and painted all day, mm-hmm. you know, um, or I can bake whatever I want that day. Like I need that flexibility. I'm, I was never that person who was supposed to work six days a week, you know, 60 hours, yeah. um, even if it does mean doing something you love. That just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, and I think we do give people badges of honour for being really busy, mm-hmm. whether we mean to or not. Um, so, you know, for me to be in a calming environment and to, and to give as much as I give in my sessions, there's no way I could do it six days a week anyway. Yeah. There's just... Yeah. <laughs> No way, you know. Yesterday I worked all day, and I, by the time I got home, I was like, ah. "Yeah." You know, it's very. It, it it's it just takes a lot out of you. Yeah, there's a lot of giving. Oh. Most of my business is all just word of mouth. I don't really advertise. I have my Instagram page, literally just as a business card, so people can 
find me if they need to. Yep. Um, because that's what it's all about. What's your Insta handle then? Uh, Dr. Sarah Jane Cairo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's got an under. See, this is how much I know about social media. I think it's got an underscore in there somewhere as well. I'll yeah. have to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'll, um, I'll, I'll tag you in on the, on the Instagram yeah, post that you. I do and they'll be able to find you. That would be amazing. Um, so whereabouts are you based then? In Kuyong. Kuyong? Yeah. Cool. So uh, Glen Ferry Road. Mm-hmm. Jurak Road Way. Yeah, it's central, nice and central for everyone, um, and it's a you know double story old building, you know, with all the original plaster work, and we've got a balcony and all the high ceilings and mm-hmm. wooden floorboards and plant. It's it's a it's a healing center. I yeah. would call it rather than um, you know it. I want people to feel better as soon as they walk in the door. Yeah. So that was really important. Everything's been thought of in that sense. Cool. Um, from the way it smells to the way you feel when you're seated, to even my staff that I've chosen. Um, I always have a receptionist with me most times and, you know, I didn't hire them to do the reception necessarily. I I hired them based off their ability to build relationships and meaningful relationships with my clients as well. Um, I can do the reception stuff if I need to, but (laughs) that that connection that they get, you know, they don't just share it with me, they share it with them too. Mm -hmm. Um, So someone who really yeah, connects with people easily and, and people feel free to be themselves. That's what I want. Everyone mm-hmm. who comes in there doesn't feel judged, doesn't feel uncomfortable. You feel, you know, safe and um, like you've been there plenty of times before, yeah. even on your first session. Yeah. Um, and that was something I wanted for everyone because um, mm. it's a big deal mm. to book yourself into something like this. Yeah. Um, some people will book and then they'll, you know, reschedule and then it takes sometimes a couple of goes for people even to come in because mm-hmm. um, there's resistance there. Yeah. You know, there's a part of them that knows they want to change, but there's also a part that's like, oh, what happens if I do? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for that, you know, so reschedule, reschedule, you know. Mm. So after the initial, it's fine, but I do find that getting them in for that initial, it can be difficult as, you know, human nature. Yeah. Human nature. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm. it, that's always interesting to watch as well. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like we um, make impacts on people's life as a whole and not just their spine or just their um, physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tend to be a last resort also because I guess what I do is a bit different. So yeah. it's usually that, you know, their friends bug them for a while to <laughs> come in and whatever else they're doing hasn't worked. Yeah. You know, mm. um, I would rarely say that I'm the first option. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I guess I'm very lucky to be in the position where I, I feel comfortable that, you know, I can save people when they come in, whether it's something I can help them with or not. And mm. most of the time it is because mm-hmm. um, most of the time if they've walked in my door, in my belief system, it's because I have the ability to assist them in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone walks through my door if they're not meant to be there. Yeah. Um, that's just my view of life in all aspects, everything happens, you know, necessarily for a reason, as cliche as that is, Um, you know, in every good, there's some bad, in every bad, there's some good, but I I just think that there's, yeah, Yeah, they wouldn't be there. If if you're booking in, you've got to be open-minded enough to book in there and then that's that's like half the job. (laughs) 100%. And and that's why I don't advertise as well. Mm. Because if if you were kind of Google searching chiropractor, I'm probably not the person you're looking for anyway. Yeah. you know, first off, they're like, she doesn't crack. That's weird. Um, <laughs> you know, talks about emotions and things. I don't know. That's not for me. Yeah. So um, 
the people that do come are usually, yeah, all word of mouth, but that's how I get the clientele that I get. Mm -hmm. And um, I had an idea of of what that looked like. Yeah. And that's why I get that. Um, Mm. But it's also nice to see um, that we're educating people in the fact that, you know, what happens in life can affect their physical body. You know, I just thought that everyone kind of understood that Mm -hmm. and it's not the case, you know. Yeah. Um, People coming in with disc issues, um, I asked them, oh, you know, what's happened? Oh, I've got an L4, L5 disc problem. You know, that's not their language. So I'm like, well, what do you think it is? You know, oh, you know, I've just got this back pain and they did the x-rays and it says it's a disc issue. I'm like, but how long have you had the pain for? And they might be like, oh, you know, just the last two months. And I'm like, you realise a disc takes years to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's not just, you know, devalue that. that it, in the x-ray it does show a disc issue. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that you just wake up with and you disc, you, you know, it's a progressive thing. Yeah. So... You know, if they say, oh, it's been there for three months ago, well, what happened in your life three months ago? Mm. Oh, I got a divorce or I got fired or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that life experience is what caused the disc issue, Mm -hmm. but it does mean that maybe the body couldn't cope with what was going at the time in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to think of it as a cup almost, and when you've got emotional stress, that pours the cup over much quicker than even a physical stress, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I can help physical things much quicker than I can the emotional side of things. So it's more, almost like the physical body couldn't cope with the extra tension mm-hmm. on top. Yeah. So when you start looking at it that way and start helping them with the emotional health as well as the physical health, that's when they start getting results that they hadn't had or experienced elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and I don't diagnose either. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, I... I will you, refer out if I feel that it's something, you know, that bigger than what I can do. But um, I think even that labelling in itself isn't necessarily healthy um, mm-hmm. or makes people feel like they're going to be well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, so you just treat until the person reports feeling better and that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always say give me four sessions. Yeah. If we don't notice a change in four sessions, I will look at my colleagues or refer you to someone who maybe I think will be able to assist you, but I've only ever had to do that a handful of times. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, most things like, you know, general back pain or arm pain or neck pain I can help with. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what what else are you, um, what are you learning right now? What am I learning right now? I've just purchased this book called um, The Body Keeps Score. Yes. And that's a really interesting read at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just talks about how we store things in our body. Um, mm-hmm. So um, maybe we've had a life-changing moment and, you know, we've been really angry or upset about it, but instead of, you know, verbalising it or vocalising it, we just stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down and we'll deal with it later kind of approach. Yep. Um, so I guess it's almost saying, well, the deal with it later approach means it's storing in your body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it has to go somewhere. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, if we're not expressing it, where does it go? Yeah. So it's kind of of that belief that the body will hold on to it in some yep. pattern. Which, um, which seems to be like my experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that um, it's been really in, a really interesting part of um, having a meditation practice is experiencing mm those things leave the body as well yeah. and be free of them. 
Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm. Um, so I, I, I'd like to read things like that that keep me thinking and, and understanding what I'm doing. And um, I'm also – I've started incorporating what we call trauma release exercises because um, I have a lot of – you know, a, a lot of people that come into my practice have experienced a lot of traumas in their life as well, mm-hmm. um, just like I have, which is why I think this led me to this kind of path too. Yeah. Um, you know – kind of like that what I said before, everything kind of happens for a reason. As cliche as it is, a lot of the things that my clients experience, I've experienced. Yeah. Um, so good and bad things. Yeah. But that's where I feel that I can help people as well because I've, I've, I've been there, you know. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of trauma in, in, in things that people have experienced. Um, I get them to fill out a sheet where, it, you know, it labels from zero to current in your age of what's happened when, almost like a life timeline. Yeah. Um, and you can see the pattern mm. you, and you can see when the pain started or when the tension in the body started or when the feeling of loss started and, and map it almost to yeah. what was happening in life at that time too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, he, I can't remember the, the guy that came up with it, Dr. Basali or something his name is. Sorry, but, yeah, he's really amazing. But he started this technique where it's almost – so animals in the wild when they're stressed, they shake it off when mm-hmm. they've come under attack. Um, and we do too. So, you know, if you've been in a car accident, you'll shake a little bit as well, but we don't do it anywhere near as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's found this way that you can release that and incorporate the shake it off technique that actually helps reduce the trauma physically in the body as well. Yeah, right. It's, it's amazing. Mm. Um, and it, it came about cause he was using it in the military for soldiers with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that sounds quite big, but I believe um, with what we're experiencing in the stresses with our life, it's almost like a PTSD in itself now, but mm-hmm. almost modern day PTSD. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's all the phone usage, all the screen time, all the st- stimulus around us, you know, we're never really... The bombardment of news headlines yeah. that are coming with bad news, bad yeah. news, bad news. the fear <laughs> and, you know, um, and that's just going to make people more fearful, Yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, more stressed, yeah. you know, so it's almost like a modern day PTSD. And, mm. and I started use, utilizing that this year in, in the practice and getting really good results with that as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's a little bit outside the box, but yeah. they can do that at home as well. Um, so, yeah, and, and that's something I found that's a bit different. But some network chiropractors utilize that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily call myself a network chiropractor because I um, still incorporate other techniques as well. I'm not a purist mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, yeah. So that's a bit different. Mm-hmm. I am one of the few that incorporate bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I do that is because nobody's the same. Yes. Um, so for me, it doesn't make sense to keep utilizing the same technique on anyone that walks through the door. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. Um, but for me... I connecting to you when you come into my practice and what I do with you might be different to what I do, you know, with someone else Yeah. because um, it's about you and your body and how you respond. So I suppose it's it's a more individualized, catered care Yeah. for you and mm. where you're at. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap it up. Yes. Um, do you have any favorite wisdoms or quotes that stuck with you over the years? Not not ones that say in particular, mm-hmm. um, but I think what's really important is to keep, um, once you've decided to go down that spiritual path, 
I think it's really important to keep going. Mm. Um, I always thought that I would get to a point where I wouldn't need to do that anymore, you know, (laughs) 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 which is really interesting in itself. But I was like, I've done all that. You know, I know all this. And even I have that with my clients sometimes. I'm like, oh, you need to do this. this, this." I know all this. Mm. Yeah, okay, you know it, but you're not... You're not living it either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can read all, you know, The Power of Now. You can read Wayne Dyer. You can read Louise Hay. You can read, um, you know, Deepak or whatever it is, whoever it is. You can read those things. Ken Wilber, he's amazing, by the way. Um, any of this stuff. It's, it's, the reading's not going to change you, though. Mm-hmm. So you've got to start applying it in life, even if it's small bits. You know, I'm not just saying you, you read The Power of Now and tomorrow you're a different, you know, that's the ego, that's the being, you know. That's not what I'm saying. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, but you need to start incorporating it into your life because mm-hmm. a lot of people know this stuff but they don't they don't live it um mm. and i must admit even i struggled with that until i started doing this work and i was like i can't do this for my clients i'm i'm telling people to do this i'm you know and then when it came to my own stuff i wasn't doing it yeah <laughs> i'm like do i even believe in what i'm saying yeah do i even believe in what i'm doing mm. yeah i do so i've started almost as much as i'm there for them and i'm facilitating it for them i'm really facilitating it for me too yeah. like i get just as much out of it mm. um but yeah, healing's not linear. Number one, number two, you're not ever going to get to a point where you don't have to learn or implement it anymore. Um, you know, you're not ever. It's not just. It's not going to happen that way. Um, you know, even the Dalai Lama has struggles with that. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, um, like you just look at him, you're like, oh, he must never have this stuff. No, he has to. It's human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so constantly learning and constantly applying and not beating yourself up if you didn't yeah. at one point you know mm. if your ego came out that's okay too it's the recognition of that that's that's the difference yes um so yeah for me healing's not linear keep learning keep implementing and don't beat yourself up if you if you fall off the wagon you fall off the wagon get back on it you know um <clears throat> that's life yeah and that's what makes it special mm. um so yeah, i suppose yeah that for me has been the big one i thought i knew all of it beautiful <laughs> Yeah, and you've got to keep learning otherwise otherwise life isn't fun, really. It's not. Um, if, you, if you just stop and be like, all right, I know everything now and just pack it up, then that's pretty boring from then on in. I thought, you know, I've got, I've got this from here is yeah. what I thought at some point. So, and then, you know, something would happen. I'd be like, oh, gosh, you know, so, you know no, you don't. Um, but I think one thing that I, I have learned over time is I've, I've definitely built resilience and I definitely have um, – change the way that I react to things now. That's mm-hmm. something that's made my life a big difference. Yeah. Um, when things happen, it, it again, cliche, but it's not what happens to you, it's how you deal with it, but it really is. And mm-hmm. it comes to a point where you just you have so much stuff happening to you that you have to surrender at some point Yeah. <laughs> and let it go and realise like it's like being in a rip, you know, trying to swim. It makes it worse yes. if you just let it take you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that stopping of trying to force things or our idea of what that was um, and what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. When you let that go and go, okay, this is what it is, yeah, and your expectations let go, your attachment has let go. Mm-hmm. That's when life becomes a little bit easier, and that's kind of my big thing at the moment. Beautiful, yeah, cool. Thank you very much for coming to have a chat. Thank you.